This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. Hockey Hotbed, presented as always by the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm your host, Nick Berlansky, and even though games have started up again post-Christmas break, post-COVID shutdown of the NHL, or at least I'm hoping so, I'm recording this one a little bit early, I'm going to go instead and talk about from the beginning of the season, from some of my predictions, and we're going to check in at the Christmas break on how some of my predictions have been panning out about... 40% of the way through the NHL season. So we're going to look at those trophy predictions, Art Ross Trophy, Rocket Richard, the Jennings, and then we're also going to look at stuff like the Jack Adams, the Calder, the Hart Trophy. We'll discuss them all here on episode 31 of the Hockey Hotbed. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. Like I mentioned, my name is Nick Berlansky. We're going to have a fun episode here. It might be a shorter one just because I need a little bit of a Christmas break here as well. The NHL players are off, and after this recording, I'll be off for about a week without being behind a microphone, which sad and also good in the same way, especially after a day where I've recorded four straight podcasts. But let's get it started with the counting trophies, the ones that there is no voting, there is no conversation. It is who wins is who wins. There is no question, ifs, ands, or buts about it. Starting with the Jennings Trophy, because this is the one that was probably the most off on, at least as of right now, because I predicted, and for those of you who don't know, the Jennings Trophy goes to the team, or the team's goaltenders specifically, of the team that allows the least amount of goals across the National Hockey League season. I predicted the Vegas Golden Knights. My reasoning behind that was, I think Robin Leonard is an outstanding goaltender. I still believe Robin Leonard is an outstanding goaltender. And I thought Loren Brassois was going to be able to be good enough to keep them in the lead there. I also thought they have a really good defense. They, they do. Shea Theodore is there. Obviously, Alec Martinez has been a big part there. And it's all led, chief in part, by Alex Petrangelo, a Stanley Cup winning defenseman. So I thought, yeah, this team's going to be pretty good. This team's going to not allow too many goals. Especially in the Pacific Division where goal scoring is hard to come by. Unless your name's the Edmonton Oilers. Or at least so I thought. Who saw the Anaheim Ducks coming? Not me. But that's why I predicted the Vegas Golden Knights. Well, currently they sit in 25th in that category. Not only bottom third, but pretty solidly in the bottom third. They've allowed 98 goals thus far in the season. They are more then 35 goals back of the leaders in this category. So I think it's safe to say at this point that unless Vegas severely turns it around, there's several, several shutouts by Robin Leonard in the second half of the season. He's also been struggling a little bit lately. So unless there is a complete turnaround, I think I'm going to be wrong on this one. I don't think Vegas is going to be taking home the Jennings Trophy for the second straight year. They did win it last year. I don't know why I predicted a back-to-back. That was probably stupid of me. Current leaders there, it's actually, there's two. 
The Carolina Hurricanes and the Calgary Flames are each tied with 62 goals allowed. The lowest mark across the entire National Hockey League. Carolina, of course, had Freddie Anderson, who was the first star of the month in the month of October. So that'll help when your goaltender is considered the best player across the National Hockey League for, I will say, an entire calendar month, but the season started on the 12th. So two-thirds of an entire calendar month. And then you look at Calgary. I mean, Jacob Markstrom, the season that he has been having, is absolutely nothing short of remarkable. Five shutouts, at least to his name. Dan Vladar, the backup, has a couple of shutouts to his own credit. And that team is just playing great Daryl Sutter defensive hockey. They don't allow very much. Hence the reason they're in the position they're in. So my prediction for this one was off. I'm not going to predict new ones at this point in time. We're going to ride or die with the Vegas Golden Knights. It seems like we're going to die on that one. We're going to ride or die with all of my predictions. I like to do that. Why change face halfway through the season? And most of them are also not this far off. Let's also mention that. Second one I want to talk about is the Rocket Richard, obviously given to the NHL player that scores the most goals during the NHL season. Early on, man, it was a horse race between Leon Dreisaitl and Alex Ovechkin. And both of them are still very much so in the running for that, as they are one and two currently. But Alex Ovechkin, the pace that he set at the beginning of the season, was nothing short of a torrid pace. Same with Dreisaitl. I mean, these guys, paired with Connor McDavid, were putting up ridiculous numbers in goals and points. So my prediction of Austin Matthews early on in the season, especially when he missed the beginning of the season, then he came back in and it took him a little bit longer to readjust to playing with that wrist issue. My prediction looked pretty rough around the middle of November. But since then, Austin Matthews has revitalized his chances. He's made me look a little bit smarter as Austin Matthews currently sits third in the National Hockey League behind Dreisaitl and McDavid. Or sorry, Dreisaitl and Ovechkin in goals. Austin Matthews has 20 goals to his credit in only 27 games played. So this is a guy that eventually is going to be a 50-goal scorer. I mean, sooner rather than later, he's going to put up 50. And he's just kind of inched his way up into this conversation. And I would not be surprised in the least if he's able to go out there and surpass those other two in Alex Ovechkin and Leon Dreisaitl. If for no other reason than Leon Dreisaitl shooting right now at 23.5% shooting percentage and Matthews and Ovechkin are down a little bit lower at 165 and 152 but yeah, I, I liked Alex Ovechkin. I thought maybe Ovechkin. Then I thought maybe Dreisaitl, but I said, you know what? I'm going with the guy back-to-back again. I'm going with Austin Matthews, and I think I'm confident that he's going to be able to go out there, get the job done, and make me look smart by winning his second straight Rocket Richard. The Art Ross Trophy given to the player that scores the most points. In the National Hockey League. This one, I really didn't have to sit on for too long. I said Connor McDavid. The guy's won multiple Art Ross trophies already. He's a ridiculous guy. I mean, he's played at an ungodly level, only to be matched by his teammate, Leon Dreisaitl. And he's tied for first. 
So I predicted him to win. He's tied for first. I'm pretty confident in that. It's really going to come down to him, him and Dreisaitl at this point. There was a while, and he still is. Alex Ovechkin's keeping pace with them. Because McDavid Dreisaitl tied for first with 49 points. Alex Ovechkin is in third with 47. So Ovi is keeping pace with these guys, which is miraculous considering... I mean, obviously the discrepancy in age and also the discrepancy in the fact that... Who would have thought that Alex Ovechkin would have 25 assists at this point in the season? Fifth in the NHL in assists. So a great year for Ovi nonetheless. But I'm still pretty confident that the best player in the National Hockey League, Connor McDavid, is going to be the one that scores the most points. It's where I'm going, that's where I'm staying, and that's what's probably going to happen because, uh, honestly, I like Dreisaitl. That shooting percentage has to come down at some point. And I find that if one of those two was to go on a little bit of a slump, I would figure it was going to be Leon Dreisaitl. We'll see what happens there. And who knows, Ovechkin can easily go up there and just get back on that toward pace and, and pass them up. That'd be a great story. You know, win the Art Ross the same year that you pass 5th, 4th, and 3rd and become 3rd place in the NHL's all-time goal-scoring list. That'd be a great story. But I'm still very confident with my pick of Connor McDavid tied for 1st. I'm going to take a quick break. When I return, we'll look at the non-counting trophies. The Jack Adams, the Calder, the Vezina, the Norris, and of course, the league MVP, the Hart Trophy. We'll be right back. Hockey fans, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has a no-brainer offer that'll make you a winner once any shot gets past the goalie. New customers can bet just $1 on any NHL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. The NHL got rid of ties back in 2005, so you know someone's going to light the lamp. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, no worries. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN, throw down $1 on any NHL game, and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. That's promo code THPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 or order, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome back to the Hockey Hotbed, presented as always by the Hockey Podcast Network, as well as DraftKings. Make sure you use promo code THPN at the DraftKings Sportsbook app for great odds and opportunities. We're looking back at my trophy predictions from the preseason because we're at the Christmas break here. A little bit of break in the action, five days without a hockey. Got to come up with topics somehow. So it's nice to go back and look and see how my picks are doing. Two of the first three we talked about, pretty good. You know, Art Ross tied for first. My Rocket Richard is in third. My Jennings Trophy, we don't have to talk about it. He's in tw- They're in 25th, Vegas. But uh, nonetheless, let's take a look at these last five. You know, I'm not going to talk about the Selkie because it's really hard to quantify a Selkie Trophy in the first place. 
it's a lot harder to quantify a Selkie Trophy finalist and a favorite in the middle of a season. <laughs> Especially because it's voted on by people that don't always look at the trophy for what it is, but I don't need to get into that. Let's start with the Jack Adams that goes to the coach of the year. My prediction was Gerard Gallant of the New York Rangers. And I don't think it's too far off. The New York Rangers having a great season. They're part of that top four in the Metropolitan Division. Honestly, they probably would be leading the Metro and probably by a pretty decent margin, if not for the injury of Igor Shosturkin. I've always heard people say that the, the Jack Adams Award is the award given to the coach with the best goalie. A goalie really can make or break your chances if you're in this trophy hunt. So once Shosturkin comes back, I'm sure Gerard Gallant is going to go higher and higher and higher in those rankings that everybody does. So I would say he's labeled as a contender. And that's what I'm going to do for this second segment. Are they a contender? Do they not have a chance? Are they still alive? Those are the three things I'm going to go with. And I think Gerard Gallant is still a contender. Now, who else do I think are current leaders for this trophy? And this is purely based in my opinion. I think Dallas Eakins has done a fantastic job in Anaheim. I mean, you see the Ducks, they're in second place in that division. Nobody expected them to be anywhere higher than fourth. They've been able to play consistently good hockey. They've been able to win important games. And they're really getting a lot of good, talented young players to play to their potential early on in their careers. And that's a credit to Dallas Eakins. And this trophy is usually given to the guy that's, hey, your team wasn't supposed to be here. Here's a trophy for it. Dallas Eakins fits that bill pretty well. Another team and coach that I think is probably up there when you ask a lot of the the people that vote on this. I believe the Jack Adams goes to the journalists, the Pro Hockey Writers Association. Don't quote me on that, though. I can't exactly remember which group votes on which of these trophies. But Dean Evison in Minnesota, I mean, they're leading the Central Division. They're a team that, at times, looked like the best team in hockey for three, four, five-day stretches. And they're a team that necessarily you look at them as Kirill Kaprizov. He's an A-plus superstar. And then it's just a bunch of solid performers. And Dean Evison has them playing the correct way. Minnesota has been able to be successful because of it. So I think Dean Evison in Minnesota is somebody else that is probably going to get mentioned in this conversation as the year goes on. One person that never does, and it might be a little bit biased that I'm going to say it, but I think he should be considered this year. Mike Sullivan for Pittsburgh. There's a reason this guy was pegged to be Team USA's coach in the Olympics. Of course, that fell through. But that's still a great honor for him. You look at what he's had to deal with. His second-line center, all-world center, Evgeny Malkin, hasn't touched the ice during a game. He didn't have Sidney Crosby for the first two and a half weeks of the season due to wrist surgery. Then Crosby played in one game and proceeded to go out for another four or five or six games after that. So that's the top end talent. Not to mention the fact that their defense early on in the season basically all caught COVID. Their forwards also were affected. At one point, Evan Rodriguez was their number one center. This is a team that has dealt with a lot of injuries. Yet Mike Sullivan still has them right squarely in the top 10 in the National Hockey League standings, as he seems to do every year. And you look at them on paper, and you're also looking at them and saying, well, I don't even think on paper, you know, Crosby, yeah, Jake Ensel was great, 
Oh, by the way, he's out. Brian Rust, not performing and out. Jason Zucker, Sperry Captain, they're not performing. How is this team winning games? Well, it's Mike Sullivan. It's Mike Sullivan. It's great performances from unexpected people like Evan Rodriguez. So I would not be surprised at all if he's considered for the Jack Adams. Am I confident in Gerard Gallant? I want to see what they look like when Igor Shesterkin comes back, but I'm confident that he's still a contender, for sure. The Calder Memorial Trophy. Similar to the Jennings Trophy, I was 1,000% off on this. Not that Marco Rossi isn't a good player, but Marco Rossi's not playing in the NHL this year. So when it comes to my current status on this, there's not a chance Marco Rossi wins the Calder this year. Not only because he hasn't played, but because the players that have played and the rookies that have played are very impressive. Coming into this season, a lot of people said Cole Caulfield was a shoe-in. Cole Caulfield is not even, he doesn't have a chance. There's no chance Cole Caulfield gets this, not only because his team sucks, but also because, you know, he hasn't had a good year. He got sent down to Laval at one point. He's back up now, thankfully for him, but he doesn't have a chance at winning the Calder this year. There's three players right now that I think are far and away the front runners. Trevor Zegras is having a pretty decent season in Anaheim. Obviously, it helps whenever you do the dish again. That's what I heard it called on 32 Thoughts, the podcast. I think that's pretty interesting. But overall, he's an electrifying player, and he's bringing excitement to Anaheim, which should stand alone as its own merit. But you look at the other two rookies in this. They're both from Detroit. Moritz Sider on defense. Defensemen don't really win Calders all too often. I know we had a couple years ago with the Quinn Hughes versus Kale McCarr thing. But realistically, we don't often see defensemen in the Calder conversation. But Moritz Sider has been fantastic for the Red Wings. And then is also his teammate, Lucas Raymond, is, has been exciting as well. I've named him a star on here once, maybe twice. And he kind of hit the ground running when he came into the league. I think Dawson Mercer has also been pretty good for New Jersey. I want to just throw his name in there a little bit. I don't think he's going to be able to contend, but I think he's been pretty good. But it's, yeah, Lucas Raymond, Mo Sider, and Trevor Zegras. Those guys seem like the three-headed monster at the top of the Calder conversation. Marco Rossi. Yeah, I'll bite the bullet on that one. Uh, not a chance for Marco Rossi this year in Minnesota. The Vezina Trophy, given to the league's best goaltender last year, was Marc-Andre Fleury. This year, it will not be. Safe to say. My prediction was Connor Hellebuck, a former Vezina Trophy winner. I think he's still alive. I think he's kept his team in it. I think the fact that their defense was so bad early on gives him a little bit of bonus points. He needs to get his numbers up. I mean, they're not bad but they're not Connor Hellebuck good. So he needs to get his numbers up a little bit. A new head coach in there, a new voice might stir things up on the defense, might get him a little bit of help and might improve his numbers and improve his chances. So I think Connor's still alive, my selection. If you look at some of the other leaders, I think Andre Vasilevsky, once again, is going to be in that conversation. It's hard to keep him out of that conversation. He's been great for Tampa Bay once again. I think Jacob Markstrom, the season that he has had, he started off red hot. He hasn't cooled down too much. So for Calgary, I think Jacob Markstrom's in that conversation. And on an outside whim, I think Jack Campbell should be in that conversation as well for Toronto. The Maple Leafs, while they got bumped out of first place by the Tampa Bay Lightning on the last game before Christmas break, the Maple Leafs have been kind of a revelation this year. After a nearly embarrassing start to the season, not nearly, it was an embarrassing start to the season for them. They've turned it around to become a very, very tough team to beat. And a big part of that is the performance of Jack Campbell. The question was, you know, you get rid of Freddie Anderson. Are you sure Jack Campbell, 
Campbell can handle the responsibility of a starting goaltender. So far, so good. It's a long season. And the Maple Leafs tend to ride their starting goaltender very hard during the season. So we'll see how he is. We'll see what his uh, stability is. But as of right now, he's playing at a level that he should be in a Vezina conversation, for sure. But where am I on my pick, Connor Hellybuck? I think he's still still alive, still has a chance. I don't say he's a top contender right now, but I'd say he's on the bubble. Definitely. We have two left. Norris Trophy. My prediction was Kale McCarr from the Colorado Avalanche. I think he is still highly a contender. I think you look at this, and Kale McCarr clearly is one of the best defensemen in the league, and I think it's him and the previous three Norris Trophy winners. I think that is where the race is. The last three guys to win it, they're all in it once again. And I think Kale McCarr is going to put his name in the hat for consideration. I think he's a contender in the top four with these guys. Victor Hedman, he's been a finalist for five straight seasons. And he's right up there again in defensive scoring. And his defensive work stands for itself. So he's going to be there. You know, we have four guys. There's three finalists. Victor Hedman's going to be a finalist. There's no doubt in my mind. Roman Yossi won it three years or two years ago. Hedman won it three years ago. Yossi won it two years ago. I think he's right there as well. The Predators have been, in my opinion, overachieving, and he's a large portion of that. So I would be very surprised if Roman Yossi isn't in the top four, top five of voting, and I think right now he's in the top three, in my opinion. And then the defending Norris Trophy winner, Adam Fox. I mean, we talked about the New York Rangers. They've taken a step. They're now a contender in the Metro. They're a contender in the East. They might be a contender in the National Hockey League. We'll have to wait and see. But Adam Fox is still leading that defense and is still just absolutely phenomenal. I mean, these young defensemen and Kale McCarr and Adam Fox, and I know Quinn Hughes is technically taking a step back in a lot of people's eyes, but Quinn Hughes is still a hell of a defenseman. He might not be on that level of McCarr and Fox yet. I think they might have jumped him a little bit. They might have created a little bit of separation on him. But, I mean, Kale McCarr, you've seen some of the coast-to-coast moves he's made. The goal that he made against the uh, Philadelphia Flyers coast-to-coast, ridiculous. He didn't even score in this, but the coast-to-coast that he did, I believe it was against Dallas, where he took it the whole way down behind the net, back out around to the top, got a shot on goal. It didn't end up in a goal, but still, the the skill, the skating, this, the poise that this guy has with the puck on his stick is uh, not really not really compared to anybody else. I mean, nobody else can really compare. I mean... Yeah, McDavid can, but in a defenseman position, it might be him and Adam Fox that have that particular skill set, and maybe even Quinn Hughes, but there's not many people in the NHL that have the handles and just the poise of Kale McCarr with the puck. So I'm confident that he's still a contender. I'm happy about that. And the Hart Trophy, given to the league's MVP by the Pro Hockey Writers Association. I said it was going to be Artemi Panarin of the Rangers. I think he's still a contender. Top 10 in the NHL in scoring. The Rangers are a really good team. They're going to be a playoff team this year. I would say he's a contender. He's going to finish in the top five. The league loves him. Pro Hockey Writers Association loves him. He has the personality that everybody likes. He's talented. I think he's missing some really big moments. That's what's keeping him from everybody else. Because I think the current leader right now is Alex Ovechkin. He's had those moments. And some are built in because he beat Brett Hull in the scoring race. He passed Marcel Dion basically in the first game of the season. He's going to pass Yarmir Yager. Those moments are built in. And that goes to him winning the Hart Trophy. 
but also the fact that Panarin, I mean, you're on a good team. You're on a good team that has remained mainly, mainly healthy. You know, Igor Shosturkin, who, I don't know why I forgot to talk about him, mainly because I think he's injured and it's just, it's slipped my mind. Igor Shosturkin is also in the Vezina conversation. I don't want to, I don't want to forget about that because Igor has had such a good season when he's been healthy that he is top five with the other four guys that I mentioned. But Panarin still has a team, like Zabenejad's with him. Lafreniere, although still not doing great, is with him. Kako is taking a couple steps. Adam Fox, hello. We just talked about him for the Norris conversation. Meanwhile, you look at Ovechkin. He has those moments with the goals lead. But also, he doesn't have Nick Backstrom, who he's had for most of his career. Backstrom's played in one game this year. Alex Ovechkin has not had TJ Oshie, who's one of the most important players of that team for a long time. He missed a lot of games this year. Anthony Mantha, who was their their big move last season to acquire him for Jacob Verana and some picks. He hasn't really played for the Caps. Yet the Capitals are above the Rangers in the standings. I think that plays a portion of it. I think the fact that Alex Ovechkin is third in the NHL in scoring and has a chance to compete for the Art Ross at his age, I think that's going to contribute to it. And so I think Alex Ovechkin is the favorite right now for the heart. You can't take anything away from McDavid and Dreisaitl. It feels like they're always inherently going to be there. They're both leading the league in scoring, tied with 49 points. But like I mentioned, Ovechkin with 47 is right there. And then there's a nine-point drop-off, and there's Nazem Kadri, who's a great story in his own right. But he's not going to win any awards. So I think it, right now it's it's between those three. Ovechkin, McDavid, Dreisaitl. And I know it's easy to look at the top of the Art Ross Trophy race and be like, yeah, those are the Hart Trophy winners. But what Artemi Panarin brings to the New York Rangers, if the Rangers finish above the Capitals in the standings, and if Panarin starts to get a couple of those moments, overtime goals, fan, like, it doesn't have to be a fancy goal, but like really impressive goal streaks, just if he starts to get a little bit of that going, that's going to put him right up there with those other three in contendership for this. So I'm, I'm confident in that. I'm confident in three of my five picks here. Confident in the Jack Adams. I'm confident in the Norris. I'm confident in the Hart. I still think Connor ha- Hellebuck has a chance in the, the Vezina. And I'm out of it on the Calder. Oh, well. Sometimes that's that's the life you make when you try to make predictions at the beginning of an 82-game season. But that's going to do it for this episode of the Hockey Hotbed. Thank you to everybody for tuning in. Hopefully, like I said, I'm recording this earlier. Hopefully hockey is back and we're watching hockey. We have stuff to talk about on my Friday episode. Some games, some storylines, maybe some peak performances. If we don't have hockey, I mean, I won't be able to do the Hockey Hotbed Three Stars of the Week on Friday. So hopefully we get some games in here. But that's going to do it for this episode of the Hockey Hotbed. Thank you to everybody for tuning in. I truly appreciate you giving me your ear on this Tuesday morning or whenever you're listening to this. But thank you so much. I'll see you on Friday. Have a good week, hockey fans.